I think of that movie, <clears throat> uh, The Mission, 1986, Jeremy Irons, Robert De Niro. This will be a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but when it ends and they stick faithfully to their, especially the priest and the, the children, and they stick faithfully in their mass to what they're doing, and they walk through the village with the cross, and and they they as they know that they're they're gonna die in the process, they're gonna get shot at by the colonialists who are going to take them down for not giving up, for not stopping. And I remember afterwards the Archbishop, who had, in a sense, instigated all of this because of what they did or because of how things were set up, and finding out how they'd all been killed. And he stands there and he says, what an ugly world we've got, the things we had with the things we did, how ugly they are. And his chief lieutenant, the guy with him, says, my lord, the world, the world, the world is thus. And then he says, "Thus have I made it. Thus have we made it." It stuck with me all these years because I, it tells me that that I can't escape responsibility. That I, that this is my fault. This world. It is my fault. I can't escape responsibility. I can't escape. This world is not something I can put my head in the sand and ignore. This is my world. This is my responsibility. Remember um, when Nathan goes before David and he tells him the story where he says, he says, you know, there's a, there's a man and he owns thousands and thousands of sheep. And... His neighbor is a poor man. He only has he only has one sheep, but he loves the sheep. And he takes care of the sheep and he treats it as if it were one of his own children. And his sheep is vital to his life. Well that man was killed by the rich man. And his sheep was stolen from his family. He says, What should what should be done to this man? And David said Infuriated, he said, that man ought to be killed. He ought to be put to death. He's a killer. What he's done is evil. Who is this man? Bring him before me. Nathan says, it's you. You are the man. And because of your contempt for the Lord, here's what will happen to you. And he receives the judgment he's brought upon himself. And I think, this is my father's world. This is my world. I can't escape it. I can't ignore suffering. I cannot ignore the things happening to the people around me and pretend that it's all okay. This is my world. It's my fault. Thus have we made it. Thus have I made it. And yet, one act of love every day could set us free. One act of love can change even the hardest heart. It can free us up to know a life beyond consumerism, beyond our politics, beyond our elected officials, beyond our fictions.
and instead enter a new reality where the world can be good because we have made it thus. Because somehow in Jesus, God has come to put the world right. And it is no longer okay for me to ignore this world. Because I'm a part of the problem. People always say, this is an ugly and cruel world, unforgiving. There could be no God with a world this evil. And I think, I hear someone say, the world is thus. This is how the world is. We do what we must because this is how the world is. And I think, thus have we made it. Thus have I made it. And perhaps I wonder a bit too, Donald Trump's president, who cares? He may do some good and he'll do some evil. The guy before him did some evil and the guy who comes after him will do some evil. But what am I gonna do? Who am I going to help? Who am I going to love? Who am I going to utilize my energies toward? What good is it if I grow a big church, if I speak wonderful words, wise words? Dear wise Ryan, so wise, so kind. And I fail to love my wife. What good is it if I never visit my parents when they're old and when they're sick? But I have success. And what good is it if If I myself never have hope, never live a life of rest, never live a life where I love myself as God loves me, we can't fix it all. We can't do it all. We just can't. We need the love of God in Jesus Christ. We, we have to have it. We have to. We will never figure this all out on our own. And we may be haughty and we may be so righteous. But if we don't know in our heart of hearts the wild love of God, what good is all the things that we do? good is all our knowledge and all of our degrees and our our fame and our intrigues and our image if we don't know the love of God in Jesus
but I pray that they may be one, as you and I are one, Father. Maybe we could read into that, that they wouldn't just leave their church or split because they disagree. That they won't just get offended and walk away from it all. That they won't consider themselves so in the right that they can't help but love even the one who they think is wrong. What good is it if I direct a youth group and it grows and it touches lives and I inwardly am not growing? The world may be ugly and calloused and lonely, and yet If love has not come into my life, if it has not changed me, if it is not itself without my own making it happen on its own, if I can just figure it out and make it happen, make it work for me. But if love has not done something that I could never have done for myself in my life, the love of God and Jesus, that's all for now. I've missed the boat. Pray that they may be one as you and I are one. One in our purpose, one in our mission, one in our love for one another, our forgiveness for one another, our common repentance for the areas that we know we're not doing right and for the areas that we've been convicted are wrong. Who cares if we're right if we fail to love those around us? I speak in the tongues of man and of angels and don't have love, I'm just a clanging gong. All I've done is made noise. Or if I have the gift of prophecy, and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm... Well, I'm nothing. If I, yes, give all my possessions to the poor, very good. Give over my body to the hardship. That I may boast of what I've done. But I have no love. I have gained nothing. For love is patient. It, it itself is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast of itself. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It doesn't seek itself. It doesn't, it doesn't easily get angered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It doesn't delight when evil's done, even to its enemies, but it, it rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. Love never fails. But but you see, where, where there are prophecies, yeah, they will cease. 
Where there are tongues, they'll be still. Where there's knowledge, it, it'll pass away. But we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that completeness finally comes, that which is in part, it just, it disappears. Because when I was a child, I, I, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, an adult, a mature person, I, I, I put the ways of the childhood behind me. For now, we only see a reflection, as though we're looking in a mirror. But then, we shall see face to face. We shall know. Because right now, I, I only know in part. I only know part. But then I shall know fully. Even as I already am fully known. And of all of these great things, all these things we've spoken of, there are three that remain. Faith. Hope. And love. But the greatest of these... It is love.